What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. Kyle, I got a question for you. Okay, what's up? Did you know that more than 90% of the students at Texas Baptist College graduate debt-free? I did not know that. That's pretty Now you do. At TBC, there are many scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. Thanks to the generosity of Southern Baptists, they're also able to offer a discounted tuition rate to members of Southern Baptist churches. And so to learn more about the undergraduate studies at Texas Baptist College, you can visit texasbaptistcollege.com forward slash admissions. And Kyle, once again, how does it feel to be a World Series champion? Hey, it, it still has not worn off uh, because the Rangers are still World Series champions. Uh, but you may have seen this, the big news in baseball yesterday is that Ron Washington, former manager of the Texas Rangers, is going to manage the evil empire on the West Coast. Actually, uh, the big news in baseball yesterday was that a major stomach bug has struck the oh, yes. or whatever they call it. And yes, it's as thick as a dog. And so <laughs> I think they ended it, actually. So anyway, I guess Shohei's not going anywhere. Uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, could, could you imagine, though, like Ron Washington, like, you know, I don't know, by the end of this offseason, maybe Trout is gone, Shohei's gone, and all he's left is the massive contract of Anthony Rendon. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. But that's how baseball go. Uh, Kyle, we're not talking goes. about baseball. We're not really talking about college today. We are talking about church hop-in. Church hop-in, yep. Kyle, uh, pre-ministry. Have you hopped to church? You and your family ministry? churches growing growing up? No, um, I, I I grew up in the same church um, my entire life until I went to college. Okay. Um, so yeah, and uh, now my my grandparents went to a, another little bitty church, and so we would we would kind of go attend there occasionally, like for you know Easter and Mother's Day and stuff like that. So I kind of grew up in in a weird way. I kind of grew up with two church families, but. Um, no, I mean, I the the church where I was baptized is the the only church I was ever a member at until um, went to college. Well, this podcast, I don't know who it's going to be for. Uh, it's probably <laughs> not for the people that are hopping churches. If if that's you, don't. Uh, and unless it's like half of them, um, you know, we'll we'll talk about this. Is is you know, you you were part of this because you went to college, so you went to a different church. So moving, that's one thing. Uh, right. you know, you, you ain't going to cross the country every Sunday for, for church. We get that. Um, but most likely de- depending upon a variety of issues, and we'll probably dive into those a little bit, you need to stay. Um, and before we dive into some of the other reasons that people stay, want to give just a, a, a word of encouragement. Uh, statistically, it may not be you pastor, but there is a chance. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, one of the uh, the comics that I saw this morning when I hopped on uh, Facebook is it had uh, it, it was a cartoon, of course. So there were pews and people sitting on a pews and the little caption said, uh, I'm not being fed. And the problem was in their hand was an iPhone or a smartphone. <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh, ooh!" and of course. Yeah. Of course, you know, the the people in the comments were like, maybe they're on a Bible app. 
or maybe they were surfing X or Facebook. But yeah. anyway, to to dive into this a little bit, when churchgoers find a new congregation, most say their reasons for change had a little do a little to do with both their old and new churches. So before we dive into the stats, Kyle. When you've had somebody leave, uh, let's say, first Alamogordo or another church, I don't want to open up any old wounds, but what were some of the reasons that you were told? Um, let's see. One time I was told that we were too big um, and we were running at about 60. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, now to, to, to put some context in there. Um, this gentleman had just, uh, older gentleman, he had just broken up with his older girlfriend who was also a part of our church. <laughs> so, so that, that wasn't the reason that was given, but, but let's all be honest. That was the reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and then, you know, heard the, you don't preach the Bible. I was told that one time, um, even though, you know, went you verse by verse through <laughs> text. Sometimes we um, reading the entire text. That was always <laughs> that's true. We I, I did that from time to time. I have no regrets about that. Um, yeah, and then you know the standard. You know, people said here. You know, I'm just not being fed here. I'm not making connections here. Um, you know, which you don't want to downplay those. I mean, and and as a you know as a pastor, those things always hurt. Um, but when when someone says, I, I, I will offer this caveat. When someone says they're not being fed, and they're only showing up about <laughs> once a month. <laughs> I'm not. You, know, you do have to ask yourself: Is, Am, am, am I the problem? Day. Yes. <laughs> am, am I the problem here? Um, yeah. So you know, I've heard all those. How about you, Matt? Yeah. So, so a common one for me, certainly early on in some revitalization efforts, were or was, were or was a common one. So was. Uh, uh, we don't have anything for, you know, our kids and mm. if we, we had things for their kids. What they ultimately meant is we didn't have other kids. And, uh, and so, you know, especially those that are in smaller churches, it's hard to, you know, for lack of a better word, compete with the church right. that has a thriving kids ministry or student ministry with a lot of things going on. If yours is led by a volunteer that can't do much more than maybe, Bible study, not because of skill, but because of time, you know, maybe they work, something like that. So they, they do the Sunday school thing and, and maybe a youth camp in the summer, but that's kind of about it because of just the situation that they're in and the situation that your church is in. Is in. So, so I heard that a little bit. And uh, because of those that may be tuning in, I won't share some of the others uh, to protect the guilty. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I've heard a few and, uh, but, uh, you know, I, we've, we've of course got several. And they're like, you know, our pastor's really short, big Rangers fan. He's kind of terrible. And so we come to Pride New Church. No, uh, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't think I had anybody uh, that left Alamogordo in uh, first Alamogordo to come to to ours. I did have people from yeah. Alamogordo, but not your church. Right. Uh, but, uh, but so let's talk a little bit about what the stats say. So, you know, things, nothing for my kids, or they don't have their friends, or most of their friends go to this church. I have heard that recently. Uh, yeah. at least as a reason for one of our church members at First Farmersville to go to another area uh, church that's going to be quite the haul for them, uh, about 40 minutes, maybe 30 to 40 minutes. But a lot of their friends from school go to that church. And so they want to be part of the youth group there, that kind of deal. Mm -hmm. uh, but st 
statistics say uh, U.S. regular churchgoers say they have attended more than one uh, church as an adult at 53%. So more than half, just barely over half, have attended at least one and, and obviously more than than one. And among those that switch churches, 63% say they regularly attended two to three, 22% have attended four to five, and then uh, six to seven churches was at 8%, eight to nine at wow. 3%, and 10 or more at 4%. And unless you are in the military, that number needs to go down. <laughs> so stop at 10, just don't go anymore. Uh, so uh, not, not, uh, let me rephrase that. Don't go to, <laughs> that's not what I meant. Don't go to another church, like stay where you're at, quit going, you're rid of the stats. Uh, but for those changing churches, changing homes was a factor. Three in five church switchers, uh, that's a much nicer way to say it than I said church hoppers. Uh, 60% say a residential move impacted their decision to leave their previous church and begin attending a new one. So let's kind of take that off the table. You served at First Alamogordo, a very transient uh, population because of the military base. So, so you would kind of get some folks two to three years, and then they go to their next deployment or whatever it might be. That's that's normal. That's unavoidable. Yeah. Un- unavoidable. Uh, when I served a church in Las Colinas, it was uh, similar, but for a different reason. Uh, it was like young pros, and they would kind of get established at you know an engineering firm or something like that in the Las Colinas area. And then would move on and move up to uh, churches or not churches, but towns like, you know, or states like California or would go to Austin, Houston, some of that kind of stuff. And so we would lose people two to three years. And uh, but it, it was because of a move. So let's kind of take that off the table and let's talk about some of the reasons uh, that other people are are moving churches, those that don't leave and don't move to another area. That's 40%. So let's kind of dive into that. One in four church switchers say they changed because some things changed about the church they did not like. 29%. My advice to you is it's not about you. Uh, No, let's talk about that one a little bit. Uh, Kyle, one in four say they changed because something changed about their church that they didn't like. Now, that could be a number of things, couldn't it? Uh, Music style. uh, It could be maybe a changing demographic. It could be a number of things. Change the bulletin. Uh, The reasons could be myriad. So let's talk about that, Kyle. Uh, When might that be okay? Let's talk about that first. When would that be okay? Yeah, I mean, so one forward say they, because it's something they didn't like. Um, Man. I mean, I mean that like you mentioned, there's not there's not really enough information there to, to go. Um, you know, so okay, let's say that um, you know a a significant ministry is being eliminated, or you know, so if if it's a you know um, if it's like say a ministry to senior adult, and this is a senior adult, and and it's suddenly, hey, we're not going to do this ministry at all like we're, we're just eliminating this ministry altogether so in other words we you know a lot of times churches will focus on young families but but if you focus on young families to the exclusion of everyone else um you're, you're probably going to lose some people right yeah. so, so if, i mean if there's no longer if they no longer feel like they are being ministered to um 
that's a yeah that that, that could be an uh, that could be an issue yeah yeah and, go ahead yeah go, go ahead i was gonna say if where it's not always great is is when it's just a preference um Maybe depending upon the preference, uh, you know, obviously you and I are expository preachers. And if, yeah. if you really felt like topical preaching, you know, that kind of thing is more your cup of tea, a church like ours and uh, first Farmersville, first Alam Gordo, when you were there, Mayhill probably wasn't going to be for, for you. Now I would argue that, you know, if, if you're after topical preaching, that kind of thing, and it can be done exegetically faithful, all of that kind of stuff. I'm not just teeing off on that. Uh, but when you go through books of the Bible, you still cover all of those topics without the risk of offending uh, the people just because you picked on them in their recent divorce or something like that. But if that was the case, and certainly if the reverse was true, if maybe you are hungry and prefer uh exegetically faithful verse by verse preaching and you get a new uh, pastor or your pastor decides to do uh you know the movie sermon series or something <laughs> maybe yeah that's, yeah that's fair uh but but other preferences like music for example i want to just share something i don't know who it's helpful for but i'd recently shared it with a uh with a team that was meeting uh, that I have been to churches that had the smoke machine, the lights, the contemporary, all of that kind of stuff. And the music that they were doing contemporary wise was theologically sound, all of that kind of stuff. And they were reaching young people, old people. It was shoulder to shoulder um, and done really well. And I've been to uh, churches like St. Andrews, Presbyterian, and and maybe a little different because it was a uh, you know, a celebrity that was preaching there at the time, the late R.C. Sproul, um, that was as high church as you could get, um, you know, mm. full orchestra, organ, responsive readings that lasted longer than Bart Barber sermon intros. Um, it was very, very, very high church. And it was just as young people, old people, everything in between, shoulder to shoulder. And then I've been in churches that had contemporary music and was sparsely attended, very little, you know, any yeah. whatsoever. And churches that were very traditional and very sparsely attended, all of the, all of those kinds of things. Uh, but what sticks out to me the most is the the church that I served in Valley Ranch or Las Colinas. Uh, we were pretty contemporary. Um, obviously, we did you know hymns usually, but more like the indelible grace style, where it still sounded contemporary, yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, we did that. And we had nearly towards the front, right in the middle, a much older couple, like late 70s, early 80s, empty nesters, all of that kind of stuff. They were our oldest family probably by about 40 years. And mm. they were there and they had their hands up and all of that kind of stuff were super engaged and all of that. And uh, one, one day we're, we're talking and uh, they, they let in with a little secret that I had no idea. We don't like the music here, but we feel <laughs> called here, and wow. you're doing it well. And we want to, you know, set an example for some of these younger families and pour into them and disciple them. This isn't my preference, uh, but this mm. is where we feel called, and that wow. has stuck with me ever since. And yeah. uh, so I just say that as a caveat that you know, there's 
there's contemporary done well, there's traditional done well, there's contemporary done not so well, you know, traditional done not so well, all of that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, uh, is as long as that music, um, the preaching, all of that kind of stuff is biblically faithful, uh, you you really need to think through are your preferences getting in the way of you being involved and setting an example on yeah. all the stuff in a church that that needs you uh and, and so you know i i don't know if you want to respond to that at all or if we move on but no no i think you're right like so i, I mean here and here's the thing you're never going to find a church that does everything exactly the way you like it right um and so there, there's always going to be something that you would probably prefer to happen a different way. Um, and I can tell you, having served as pastor at a couple of churches, even your pastor, there's a couple of things that are happening in your church that you would probably prefer to go, that, 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 would, that would go a different way, right? So it, it, this goes back to the, the simple fact that when you gather, it's not about you, yeah. right, at all. It's not about you. It's about meeting together with other believers. and and you. You got to find a church where you can worship alongside other believers, where you're being fed, where the word is being proclaimed, where ministry is happening. And and really that's it. Like like those are the requirements, right? A church that preaches the Bible, that loves its people, um, that, that's seeking to reach its community. And you're never going to find what, the perfect church. In fact, I think it was Spurgeon who said if you found the perfect church, you shouldn't go there because you would ruin it. Yeah. Well, let me list all of the ways that First Farmers Bill, and it starts with the meet and greet. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, So uh, number two, or the next one, uh, 29% equal, uh, 29% the church was not fulfilling their needs or reasons for attending a church. Now, of course, this is loaded. What are their reasons for attending church? Is it uh, business connections and they just didn't have that there? That's probably not great. Uh, is it their needs for something for their children? And uh, I I have a soft spot for this, obviously, with kids and certainly being the guy that created uh, kids ministries at the churches that we went just because there weren't really young families, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, so so I get it. Uh, so it's it's a factor. But but also think of how you could be a part of leveraging that change itself. Of plugging into those areas and and meeting those needs itself, but you touched on it earlier. If you're going once a month or twice a month and and you're not being fed or or whatever it is, there's a mirror uh, staring at you, and uh, yeah, and might might want to look at it pretty deeply. Uh, what are maybe some other needs that would be worthwhile um, to consider? Yeah, I, I mean, so. You know, if, if you're going through a, a really tough stretch and like you don't feel like your, your church has been ministering to you, right? Like, I mean, if, if your pastor never shows up when when you're in the hospital or sick or um, when, you know, after the loss of a loved one, like if, if you're never checked on. OK, I have a little bit of sympathy for, for like those kind of situations, right, where there's like a major disruption life event and um, there, there's no real care that, that's given there. Um, that and then maybe that goes to the next one too, right? They, they became disenchanted in some ways with the pastor. Um, but most of the time, at least in my experience, but when someone says, you know, their needs are, are it's not fulfilling their needs, that as you mentioned, that's a two way street. And and most of the time when that came up, it was somebody who was really on the fringe of attendance 
and they they were not plugged in. They were not building relationship. Um, and so, yeah, they probably did feel disconnected from, yeah. from the church because, well, they, they were in a lot of ways. Yeah. I, I think if you're a church member, you know, maybe thinking through this, think long and hard uh, about those needs. Are they not being fulfilled because of something the church is doing that, that maybe you've sought to address and some of that kind of or not doing or, or whatnot? Or is it because of your your involvement? You got to think, think through yeah. that honestly. Um, and then like, like you touch on 26, 27% disenchanted in some ways with the pastor. Um, if that's something like homeboys up there in sneakers instead of dress shoes, or, you know, didn't yeah. wear a tie one week, something like that. Uh, yeah, that's not a biblical, uh, reason for it. Uh, if, you know, your mom died and you're, you know, son has cancer or something like that, and he's completely disconnected and not shepherding you, or, you know, the church isn't, uh, you know, maybe you're a large, you know, church of 10,000 people, you know, the pastor's probably not going to be the one that's able to make each and every one of those types of things, but, uh, save that. Um, yeah, that's, that's something to consider. And then also, of course, with the church, 26, 26%, uh, have, have said that. And, and maybe that, of course, we saw a lot of that with COVID. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe they did require masks. They didn't, uh, you know, pastor dared talk about a vaccine or didn't, whatever it might be. Um, and that goes into 22 also uh, percent say they could not agree with some of the church's teachings or positions on issues or politics. And uh, and that could be, you know, ju- just to give fair warning, that could be because they don't want the the pastor diving into that stuff at all. It could be because the pastor is far right. It could be because the pastor is far left. That that's a mixed mixed bag. Um, and one in five, twenty percent say they felt out of place at their previous church. Just really mm. connected. And again, did you pursue that? Um, were there avenues yeah. for you to be involved, and you didn't take take those for you? Um, and you touched on another one. A life situation caused them to stop attending verse 18 or not verse 18, uh, 18%. And so maybe you had a divorce and your ex is there and, you know, that would just be kind of awkward or, uh, you had a death and, you know, this other church has a grief share program and you could be a part of it or, you know, all of those kinds of things are, are myriad. And so we've, we've touched on that a little bit, uh, 13%, uh, COVID, uh, were issues eleven yeah. percent? Uh, there was some conflict nine percent. Uh, beliefs or attitudes toward church and religion change. You know, maybe they uh, were no longer Baptist or whatever. Two mm. percent uh, said they found a new church because the previous one closed. Twenty-three uh, percent say they stopped attending for for other reasons. So, so that's that's the stats in a nutshell. Uh, let's talk to to the pastors, Kyle. What can we learn? when somebody leaves for one of these reasons? Well, so if, I mean, if you can do some sort of an exit interview with, with someone, um, I, I would, I would always highly recommend it. You you might not get honest <laughs> to be, to be completely honest, been, been there too, where you knew there was something else going on and, and they just weren't, they just weren't saying it. Um, from, from each of these, right. You're going to learn, um, Sometimes it is it is you. Sometimes it is you and your church because you've made mistakes. Maybe you you neglected something, not out of malice, but just out of um, busyness. 
and distraction and, and you failed to to minister to somebody when they really needed it um it, sometimes it's it's more on the other person right as, as a mentor of mine like to say the problem is not the problem sometimes there's something else going on in their lives that will um show itself in frustration toward their church um so oftentimes it's going to be some sort of combination of both right so I would say in this, in, in these, you need to, you need to learn to own what you need to own. If you've made mistakes, you you need to. I mean, look, confess, apologize, ask for forgiveness. That that might not mean they stay in your church, but it might mean that there's not a relationship that's destroyed. Um, and and here's the thing, right? You're going to make mistakes. No no pastor is perfect. You, not not even um, His Holiness Bart Barber himself, <laughs> right? No no pastor is perfect. He, you are going to make mistakes. Um, and so, so own those when you need to. Um, but, but also as, as we've seen here, there are a number of reasons why people leave churches. Um, it's not always your fault. In fact, I would say most of the time there's something else going on that you're probably not going to know about maybe for a long time. So, so don't let someone leaving your church devastate you. Um, because there's probably something else going on in that situation. Yeah. And, and remember a couple of things. One, to you know, find your identity in Christ, not how many people you, you have there or, or let somebody leaving just crush you because, you know, you feel like a failure, things like that. You can still learn from those things and, uh, and use, their, yeah. use them for opportunities to grow. Uh, I would say kind of take this list of, you know, things, things changing, not a whole lot that you, you can do about that, but, but hey, it, especially with revitalization, there's necessary change that needs to happen. Go slow. Uh, many of us want to, you know, lead the church that that we want and we dream of. And so we try to get to that as quick as possible. Uh, when, you know, the old cliche, it's a marathon, not a sprint, uh, it plays into this. Uh, you know, take that change slow. Y'all talk about tactical patience a lot. Uh, there's also times where rapid change is necessary just because of uh, the the list could be limitless for why that would be necessary uh, for you to make a rapid, hard turn into something. But but keep that in mind <clears throat> with the changes. Take those things slow. Uh, as far yeah. as not fulfilling needs or reasons for attending church, that kind of thing. Look, the best you can do is have stuff available and in the bridges built to people. Uh, opportunities for them to have relationships with others. Make that intentional opportunities for the various Sunday schools to fellowship with one another. If you have two services, ways for them to be connected with other relationships in the church beyond just the people sitting next to them, things like uh, that. Disenchanted with some way with the pastor, again, you're going to do something. Somebody's going to get upset, but there's also low-hanging fruit that you can avoid, and that is striving to make those hospital visits and make those personal home visits and things like that. If, if you're never doing that and people leave because of that, like that's on you, brother. Uh, yep. Like you, you need to take some time to pastorally care for your people beyond just the Sunday morning stuff. Um, you know, agreeing with some of the church's teachings or positions or, you know, politics, that kind of thing. Uh Bro, be careful. We're going into an election season. Uh, it's going to be yeah. difficult. You you are going to make people mad because there's uh, people that 
strongly believe how they believe and maybe you don't address them things like that you, you may not need to change but be just be careful be wise there feeling out of place again make opportunities for people to be involved change in life situation um you know uh, again some of those things you can't really avoid uh but you know hey in as much as it depends on you live at peace with everybody and so try to learn from these things don't just get defeated and crushed and feel like you're a failure because of it use them as an opportunity to to grow and learn from and and maybe try not to let that happen again that would be my uh my my advice there uh to the church member that's listening into this uh unless you know gross sin or you know clear departure from biblical teaching that kind of deal you probably ought to stay where you're at uh, again, there's some caveats that, that could be made, but most likely you need to stay, plug in, yeah. be a part of the change you want to see and so forth and pursue those relationships. If you feel a little disconnected, connect, like go to the events, be a part of things. You know, our, our church is super busy. So anybody that would ever say they feel disconnected there or they don't have relationships, that's probably going to be on them. Uh, you know, go to those things. Uh, th this Saturday, a church member is doing a fireworks party. Uh, we'll be filled with church members and people from the community. Great opportunities offered up for us, you know, on a silver platter to be involved. Um, that kind of a deal. Plug in. Uh, but if you do need to leave, plug in there. Uh, don't compare that guy to the last guy. You know, give him a fair shot. All of those kinds of things. But, but yeah, uh, barring a move, barring major departure from biblical teaching and orthodoxy, stay. And uh, that would be my encouragement to you, Kyle. Any other final thoughts? No, I think you hit it. Um, look for reasons to stay, not reasons to leave. That's that's super important. Yeah. All right. Well, send us out, Kyle. Do you remember the outro? I've done it the last couple of times. <laughs> I think so. I think I'll, I'll, I'll try this. Hey, thanks for listening, and until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. What's wrong with you people? <laughs>